Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 151. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Matt. What's up, everybody? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So, Pete, I'm glad we finally kicked Tom off the podcast. Yeah, I know. I, you know, it's, it's been a long time coming, I think, but uh, I think it's for the best, right? I, I think he's a bum. He, he didn't deserve anything, and uh, now he's got what, he, uh, what he's deserved. No, in, in all, <laughs> yeah, in all honesty, Tom's just super busy, and in reality, all of us are really busy um, this month in particular. So I've been painting, Pete, and it has been awful. Like, I had no idea how difficult it would be to paint two rooms. I mean, we're talking about baseboards, um, you know, the whole nine yards. And I, the the owner of this house before me had, like, turquoise walls, and we just never did anything about that. And my wife wanted to paint them, like, a, a white cream color. So you can imagine how many times I have painted over the exact same piece of wall at this point. It has been... Like a full-time job. I'm not even kidding. And I, I know I should have taken your advice and hired it, hired it out, but we just thought, hey, this would be a fun do-it-yourself you know, couples project. And we've only had one argument, which has been good. But man, it's hard. My back hurts at the end of every day. Undo-it-yourself pro- couples project almost ended my marriage. So yeah, we, we, uh, we painted a similar situation. Uh, I, it was my office and it was a dark, like burgundy color. And we painted it light pink because it's my, do- we moved my daughter in there. And uh, so, yeah, primer, two coats of primer, I think it took, and then two coats of paint to actually get, get coverage on the wall. And then we had a problem with how humid it was in the room and the paint wasn't drying. Cr- and we, it, it was an absolute nightmare. So yeah, when we, we had two more rooms, we, uh, we got painted, we hired it out and uh, best, best money I've ever spent, I think. Dude, I have like a, you know, mechanical hand, hand sander and thank the Lord for that. Like it's been a godsend, but like I go to sleep at night and like, I feel like my entire wrist and arm and body is still vibrating from trying to sand. I mean, being on a ladder and sanding and like, let me just tell you, the ladder I have is from my wife's um, grandfather and this thing might've been built in 1870. It is not sturdy. Is it, is I'm it almost wood and, and does it weigh 3000 pounds? It's wood, it weighs a lot, and there's paint all over it. So this is not the first paint project it's seen. But yeah, so um, we're finally getting to an end on that. But I think that this is just the start of my wife's do-it-yourself phase. So <laughs> wish me luck. By the time, well, I guess not by the time you guys listen to this, uh, but pretty pretty close thereafter, I'll be going back to Disney. We've discussed this kind of in length on our Patreon. So um I'm not going to go into a, a whole lot of detail there, but but yeah, I am going back to uh, to Disney this week. Be down there Thursday, staying uh, staying at the Grand Floridian actually. So pretty excited about that. So with that being said, um, this this episode is going to be a whole lot of news. So we're not going to do the news segment. We're just going to have that be our main topic. Well, so I, I think that. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll run through the news real quick, and I think we'll spend the bulk of the time on because we ha- we haven't really 
done any current events, anything like that recently. We'll spend the bulk of our time on upcoming stuff at Disney and what, you know, what we're excited to see, what, uh, what, you know, is coming and then what's been canceled. So yeah, we can, we can run through the news real quick, but I do want to, I do want to say real quick, we're, we're going to be a little sporadic, uh, at least in January and, uh, you know, potentially into February, our, our goal right now, we're going to, we're going to keep the Patreon going, you know, three to four episodes a month. Uh, our, our kind of regularly scheduled episodes probably will not have quite as many in January and February. We'll probably have two, maybe three a month uh, for the next couple of months where we're, uh, everybody's sort of getting back to, you know, traveling. Tom travels a lot for work. I, I travel a lot for work. So we're, we're, we're kind of dealing with a little bit more of that kind of stuff, and it's it's been a little bit uh, been a little bit of a challenge after a year of essentially everybody being at home all the time. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm. They're just we we wish there was more news coming out of Disney as well, and you know we, I mean Tom's been going to Disney, you know, pretty much monthly from the for the last couple of months. Pete's going back this week, and you know we still plan on going to Disney a good bit, and I mean Pete's already trying to recruit me for three different Disney trips at the moment. It feels like. But um, yeah, this month and next month will be a, a little a little tight. But you know, we don't want to forget about our listeners, and we we love doing this podcast. So we're going to try and pump out as many as we can. We just appreciate you guys understanding that time time constraints right now are a little bit different with things kind of getting back to, I guess, the old normal, <laughs> not the new normal, the old normal. So yeah, let's let's run through, uh, and this will be a long news section. Obviously, we haven't done news in in quite a while, but let's let's run through the news real quick. And I say real quick, but uh, we'll start at Magic Kingdom. So obviously, the painting at uh, at Cinderella Castle is. Have you seen the new paint job, the pink and the gray? Yeah, I saw it. I, what do you think? So I didn't think I was going to like it uh, until I saw it in person. It, it looks really good in person. I I think that the gray. I I like the pink. I think the gray was a little bit of a questionable choice. But but it really does look good, especially when the sky is really blue in Orlando, as it often is. It, it does look really good. So I didn't think I was going to like it, but I but I do. And I mean, Pete, you I know I don't know if you were there for the 25th anniversary. I know that I was in Disney that year. It it's it kind of reminds me of that, and I don't know if that was intentional or not. But um, I remember being a little kid, and so when I when the 25th anniversary, that was my second trip to Disney World. And, and you're talking I, about the Cake Castle, right? Yeah, the Cake Castle, 25th anniversary, the Cake Castle. And um, I was so young the first time I went, I didn't know the castle didn't always look like that. <laughs> so it actually, when I saw the pictures, I said, hey, this is, looks pretty familiar. I'm glad they're doing something similar. But I do hope, and, and I know, that this will be a, a one-year thing, or maybe not even an entire year. I mean, have you, have you seen the duration for this design, Pete? Yeah, I mean this is this is it going forward as far as I know. Now, I will say that they they have filed new permits for additional work on Cinderella Castle. No telling what that's going to be right now, but uh maybe maybe we'll we'll see a return of the Cake Castle. I know that it was I, I mean, I liked it, but I feel like it was widely panned as uh, as being a poor decision. 
and at the time, I liked it a lot because I was a little kid, and that looked fun. It was larger than life. And we go back to talking about like Disney's All Star, you know, sports, music, and movies. Like it was like that was bigger than life to me, like larger than life. And that's what the castle reminded me of. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, 50th anniversary is a is a really cool time for Disney. And when we started this podcast, we were so excited for the 50th anniversary. And we'll we'll see what Disney has in store. I'm optimistic. All right, so. Moving on, there there is a lot going on for the 50th anniversary. Some stuff that we'll talk about here in a little bit that has been maybe pushed off and will not be ready for the 50th anniversary. But uh, Disney is con- continuing work, excuse me, on Rivers of America and Tom Sawyer Island. They've also filed permits for a Swiss Family Robinson treehouse renovation. Not really sure what that's going to entail. I don't think that they're going to overhaul it. I think it's just some uh, some touch-up work. Uh, the, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority is still not open. Now, it's been down, I think, a year now or almost a year now. It was initially scheduled to open on the 10th, but uh, a continuation of that maintenance has been filed through the 30th at this point. So no telling if it'll uh, if it'll be done on the 30th, but hopefully that'll be open soon. I'm going to miss uh, writing that this, this go-round. Um, and then we'll we'll hit on this a little bit later. So Tron, I don't know how much you know about Tron Light Cycle Power Run, but it's essentially two. There's two parts to the ride. There's an exterior part, and then there's an interior grid portion of the ride. So the 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 point at which the track enters the grid has been walled off, like it's been completely walled off. So what do you what do you think about that? <laughs> Well, it, it means one of two things. Either it means that Disney is going to slow work and they're just walling this off to prevent any intrusion from the elements. You know, they don't want birds getting in there. They don't want the weather getting in there. Or or maybe they just don't want people to see what's going on inside there. Don't really know what it means. So our time frame for Tron was always going to be 50th anniversary. And I mean, we're it not was, thinking it's going to get done this year, right? No, I don't think so. We'll talk about that a little bit, but no, I don't think it's going to be done this year. All right. Well, what's going on at Epcot? Let's take the monorail over. We would take the monorail over, but as we will talk about shortly, you can't take the monorail over right now. So, um, Epcot, new entrance fountain. Have you seen the new entrance fountain? I have not. Tell me about it. It's it's pretty cool. It's um, I don't know. It makes it makes you think about like classic Epcot. And it sits right in front of Spaceship Earth where the uh, Leave a Legacy. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the pictures and it, it does look pretty cool. So it's kind of it's kind of uh, reminiscent of that, I guess. And, it, and it's it's in the actual it's actually in the place where the I mean, the original fountain was when Epcot opened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing that. So anyway, that's that's open now. The construction walls are down. I, I like it. I think it looks really good. So my earliest memory of this fountain was Boy Meets World. Do you remember that episode where Topanga and um, Corey ended up make not say making out, but they had a little kiss in front of the fountain. And um, I remember being so excited to know where that place was. And like, I've been there before. So I'm excited for that. I mean, do you know if there's any plans to have any kind of music synchronized around the fountain? Like Because in the past, I mean, it was very synchronized. any, Any clue on that, Pete? I'm not sure. I know that they have more work to do in this entrance plaza 
but uh, but I, I I haven't heard anything anything about that. So, um, also at Epcot, Festival of the Arts has started started this past weekend. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll get a report once I'm there this week. But uh, you know the the thing about like from what I've read, the all the food here looks absolutely amazing. Like they do a really good job with presentation and just creativity, but. You know, just so-so in taste. So we'll see if that holds true when I actually get there and uh, and start spending money on some of this stuff. So, quick question. And uh, I'm, I'm looking at the outline now that Pete so graciously made. Tell me why the garden grill is currently not turning. Because nobody, that takes nobody a lot knows. away. <laughs> no one knows. Nobody knows. Um, I don't think gar- – garden grill is not open for breakfast at this point. And, I mean, the, the food here is – certainly gone downhill in the last several years. So I don't know why you would eat there, but yeah, it's not turning at this point. And I think that was really the only selling point that it had left at this point. It was that you, you know, you could overlook the land. Well, I was trying to think if there, I was trying to think if there's a place in that restaurant, I would just hate to get seated at with it up without it turning. If there's an area that might be a little noisy or a little annoying. um, I mean, maybe like we're in the morning time where the the chicken's, (laughs) The chicken start or, or roosters start going. That could be pretty annoying. Maybe they have the sound turned off too. I don't know. Maybe they just play, you know, ambient like Disney music instead of the actual garden grill music. But that that's pretty crazy. That's wild. Yep. Yep. So finally at Epcot, Disney is now running after a short shutdown, the Morocco Pavilion. Uh, again, Morocco was sort of the last holdout where the government of the that country still had a hand in in the management of that pavilion. The restaurants were run by an out, by outside companies. So Disney now runs the Morocco Pavilion. And so there there've been some changes, some for better, some for worse. You know, for instance, Tables of Wonderland, you can't use Tables of Wonderland at the Morocco Pavilion anymore because Disney doesn't allow that. Uh but I've I have heard that the food at Spice Road Table has gotten better. Uh some of the drink choices have uh, have gotten better. So Again, haven't been there yet, but we'll see. Which is interesting to me because Morocco was one of the countries that Morocco had a had a big say in what you know the Disney the Disney experience would be um, at, at that particular land. So I'll, I'll be very interested to see where it goes going forward. You know what changes they make. Hopefully, everything will continue to be you know very tasteful and and on point for Morocco. But um, I, I did not know that piece. So I'm happy that you know. You mentioned it because it's de- definitely something to monitor going forward. It's the weird things that get us excited about Disney, Pete, when you find out little obscure things like this that really matter to us. Yeah, I know it. So going over to Hollywood Studios, not a whole lot of Hollywood Studios news. W- one thing I will point out, Rock and Roller Coaster didn't open until like the 6th this year. So it was shut down for five or six consecutive days after New Year. Not an officially announced renovation or anything like that. It just didn't open. Hollywood Studios is, with with the lack of shows there, it really kind of is a half-day park. So it really needs all the – still is a half-day park. So it really needs all the attractions it can get. But it is finally it is finally reopened at this point. Well, I was kind of curious there if maybe it's a staffing thing. I don't know. But there, if there didn't seem to be anything wrong with the attraction, but um, I don't know. It's definitely something to monitor going forward. I'd be very upset if I couldn't do Rock and Roller Coaster on a New Year's trip to Walt Disney World. And 
Um, so, Peter, are you going to be in Hollywood Studios on your upcoming trip? We are. We'll be at Hollywood Studios on Saturday. So we'll uh, see how long we're there. Again, I mean, Tom Tom, and uh, on his last trip, I think, spent five hours there and, and did everything. So we'll see. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I am... Um... I'm excited for you to get boots on the ground and start getting answers to the questions that we have that we can't figure out right now because <laughs> a news article can only take us so far. But I know that that you'll dig until you find out the truth, Pete. We'll we'll, we'll certainly talk to him. Um, moving over to Animal Kingdom, Harambe Market is now only open weekends. Uh, that began on the fourth. So if you're planning on going to Animal Kingdom and you want to go to Harambe Market for whatever reason. Go on the weekend. Uh, Disney has filed a patent for a potential, and and this is inferred. This is not uh, in the patent. People are saying that this new patent by Disney is a possible solution to the uh, to the Yeti no not not being an A mode. Uh, don't know. Don't know if that's the application, but hopefully we can see the Yeti actually start to articulate and move as as it is supposed to, and not just stand still with the strobe light. Well, when was the last time the Yeti actually worked? I was going to say, it's, it's been a long time since the Yeti. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen the Yeti move, quite frankly. They legitimately ran. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a month or two, but it, it didn't run for very long. Well, I think the only time I've actually seen it work is like on a YouTube video of like someone's run. But anyway, go ahead, Pete. I'm belaboring the point. Finally, and, and this will be a continuing trend that we'll talk about uh, here in a, in a minute. Uh, Flight of Passage, they are seating every link chair on Flight of Passage now. So... We'll get into we'll get into that in just a minute. Um, over at Disney Springs, a lot of restaurants have opened and closed, but this is one I did want to touch on. Gideon's Bakehouse. I really was looking forward to this place being open when uh, when we go down for our trip. Sadly, it doesn't look like it's going to be. This is a a bakehouse that is themed as an occult bookstore, and they are uh, they are known for their half pound giant cookies. So I really wanted to get in there and get a cookie, but it doesn't look like I'm going to be able to. They soft opened, I believe, last week and then closed again. Goodness. I could maybe take down five of those, and that's sad. <laughs> five half-pound cookies. That is a lot of pounds of cookies. Going over to some resort news, not a whole lot. I don't, And I don't know if we've talked about this. They're like gutting rooms at the Polynesian for this Moana re-theme that's in progress. They took the roof off the Great Ceremonial House, and uh, they've actually just recently, within the past day or so, removed the tarp that was covering the big skylight in there. So they've completed their work on the roof there, but they are they're gutting these rooms, and and nobody's really sure how uh, how far they'll go. Little Moana pun there, but um, in in retheming these. But they're thinking that uh, that they're going to retheme the rooms, the the common areas, and the pool. The pool is expected to have some Moana elements as well. And and I can tell by your face you completely missed my how far they'll go Moana reference. <laughs> well, it's just interesting because you know how far will they go? I mean, Moana is a great Disney movie that I enjoy watching, but you know, retheming something for Moana. I mean, it makes me think or hopeful that there will be some future Moana movies. You know, maybe some kind of. Who knows? I mean, yeah. it, it was a great, it was a great movie. Don't get me wrong, and, and the Polynesian fits in with that with the theming of that movie very well. So, all right, general news, and this is kind of park Walt Disney worldwide. Park hopping has officially returned, and there are rules to this. You can't just do whatever you want. 
Uh, in order to park hop, you do have to have a park reservation and you have to visit that park in the morning. So you, if you have a Magic Kingdom reservation, you have to go to Magic Kingdom and actually go into Magic Kingdom first. Uh, you can only park hop after two o'clock. So once two o'clock comes around, then you're allowed to park hop. And the way it works is a little bit different. You can't just go to the other park. You actually have to check in with a cast member to make sure that there is space available at that park. And this is why they are limiting transportation park to park to only buses. Now, I guess you could drive over there if you really wanted to, but uh, but there's no monorail. You can't take the monorail. Well, I mean, how packed how packed are the buses right now? Because I'm just thinking about is this like a crowd control thing? Where I mean, so you literally couldn't drive your car from Magic Kingdom to Epcot. No, I no, I think you can drive your car. I think you can drive your car. I think you can take the buses, drive your car. You could probably Uber. You know, you could probably take the Skyliner if if it comes to that. But you can't take the monorail right now. And um, so yeah, I mean, park hopping is kind of back. And and I'll I'll let you know how it works after this trip because we're planning on on doing some park hopping. Uh, well, I was going to say, I know you're excited about that because, I mean, taking a trip to Disney over the past couple months and knowing that you're limited to one park, it really kind of dictates what your trip's going to be, how long you're going to be in, how long you're actually going to stay. Because, I mean, I've always said that I'm a big park hopper guy and you, you and Thomas used to not be, but well, let's go, Pete. I mean, tell me how many, see if you can get to, I mean, how, how long are you going to be at Disney? So, so we'll be there. Uh Magic Kingdom Friday, Hollywood Studios Saturday, Epcot Sunday, and then Animal Kingdom on Monday. Okay. So, but you are going to do so, some, so you're going to do all four parks. You're going to do some park hopping. Yeah, we, we, we definitely will. You know, our plan is to Magic Kingdom will probably, well, I say probably possibly hop over somewhere. Although we do have a dinner reservation kind of late, so that'd be difficult. Hollywood Studios, certainly, you know, if we get done early, we'll, we'll certainly look at hopping somewhere. Epcot's kind of tricky because it's Epcot and then Animal Kingdom really will only be there for half half a day anyway. So, Well, Epcot's one of the most fun places to spend a day right now. <laughs> I, I would Ex- think it was exactly. with, with the guys you're going with. But all right. So what, what, what else do we have here, Pete? So the electric water pageant has returned. Have you ever seen this? No, I've never seen this. So it's on Bay Lake and it's a, uh, it's a, it's, it's, the electric light parade essentially on water. So they're lighted floats uh, on Bay Lake and uh, they're viewable from, you know, say Bay Lake Tower, the contemporary Polynesian. Uh, so hopefully we'll see this. I mean, we'll be, we'll be at, we're actually staying at Bay Lake Tower on Sunday night. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll catch this Sunday night. Uh, Blizzard Beach is reopening, as you said, on March 7th. No, no word on Typhoon Lagoon yet, but uh, but Blizzard Beach is reopening. Yeah, and I said that actually off. I don't think we've talked about that on the podcast. It was when we were warming up for this. I mean, I'm excited for water parks being open again. I mean, t- I mean, I'll be really excited for um for Typhoon Lagoon to open because that's actually my favorite water park at Walt Disney World. But you know what? I hope people go out. I mean, I hope they go to the water parks because we talk about it all the time. If you're going to spend a week at Disney, especially a week at Disney right now, you're going to have to break your trip up somehow some way and a water park's a good way to do it i mean i haven't looked at the weather pete but i mean in march i mean you're not going to have you know 80 degree days in in orlando i'll I'll tell you looking at the weather this week it's supposed to be 
you know, lows in the in the mid forties and highs in the lower to mid seventies. So, so I mean, there's there's some potential there. I mean, especially if you're a snowbird coming down from you know the northern northern states. I mean, that's going to be awesome. I have a guy in um in a in a networking club I'm in right now in my hometown, and he's from Pittsburgh. And every day I tell him how cold it is in the morning. He's like, "That's not cold." So so maybe maybe. So a couple other couple other things here. Um, Disney is no longer offering complimentary magic bands for resort guests. Um, this is part of their move to get everything onto cell phones. You can still buy a magic band. They're five dollars if you're staying at the resort. I think they're fifteen if you just go to, into a store and buy one. I mean, I have so many magic bands now at this point. It doesn't really matter, but uh, but you know, people collected these. Um, there there is a new Florida resident. I think it's called a Disney Discovery ticket that's available. Depending on how many days you buy, it works out to where you can actually go to the parks as cheap as $50 a day. So half price. So pretty good deal there. Uh, Joe Rohde retired. On, I think, uh, January 4th, I think was his last day. So he, of course, was the Imagineer that worked on Animal Kingdom, Alwani, Pandora, the Norway Pavilion, Expedition Everest, the Adventurers Club. And then he did the... uh, Mission Breakout overlay at Tower Terror at Disneyland. So Joe Rohde would actually be the first Imagineer that I could actually point out in a crowd. I don't know about for you, Pete, but he's iconic and his work at Disney World speaks for itself. But Joe Rohde retiring, it actually means something to me because I, I respect all the work all the Imagineers do. But for some reason, Joe Rohde was Joe Rohde was the face of the Imagineers. And I mean, if you watch a Disney documentary, there's no way you haven't seen this person. No, I mean, he uh, he certainly was one of the most, I guess, out there Imagineers. You know, when I, when I think about, uh, when I think about Imagineers, really he and Tony Baxter are the two that, that come to mind immediately. So yeah, he's, he's uh, moving on to other things. I think he, I, I don't remember how, uh, how exactly old he was. I want to say he was 64. Mid sixties, early sixties, something like that. So he basically said, "There's other things I want to do. I don't want to." And if if he were to get involved in another project, you know, he it, it'd take five, six, seven years of his life, and he just didn't want to commit to that at this point. So can't blame him for that. Yeah, I just looked it up. Joe Rody is sixty five years old. Um, I mean, it, I'm I'm interested to see what he does next. I wonder if it's going to be in the theme park theme park world, or if it's going to be you know something a little bit less intensive. But you know what I hope he does? I hope he goes to a, a, a really cool island and just designs this amazing all-inclusive <laughs> that is just fantastic. Because I feel like Joe Rohde would know how to do an all-inclusive. No telling. No t- well, he's already done Alwani, right? So Yeah. And then finally, there, there's a lot of attractions that were operating at sort of a limited or half capacity or quarter capacity or whatever that Disney has moved to either – just seating guests every row or they've put up some sort of plexiglass dividers between rows and they're now seating guests on every row. And and, and some of these Millennium Falcon Smugglers run, Rise of the Resistance obviously has the plexiglass shields, uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, Expedition Everest, they're seating every row, Peter Pan, uh, Small World, Frozen Ever After. So they're 
they're really increasing the capacity of these rides. And I, I think we'll continue to see this as the parks open back up. I mean, it's it's tough for Disney to operate at 30% capacity or 35% capacity. So something's got to give. And, and I think this is a good first step to increasing that capacity. Now, the, the question just remains whether or not they bring back FastPass. So we'll see. All right. Well, with that, that's that's all the news that we've got. So we'll pause here for just a second to hear from – we're a little late in the episode, but we'll pause for just a second – to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers, and then we'll get into the upcoming attractions. So your family is coming to Orlando, and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. All right, well, let's talk about some of these upcoming and canceled attractions and, and really what, what we're looking forward to the most. Let's go park by park. Magic Kingdom. All right, well, Magic Kingdom starts with Tron. Like, it's what I've been excited about for three years. If anyone's ever watched the videos online, you know, Tron is going to be a next-level attraction for Walt Disney World, and especially the Magic Kingdom, which does need kind of a, a facelift in a lot of different ways when it comes to thrill rides. Um... So it's delayed till 2022. So Pete, I'm gonna put you under the gun. Does Tron come in 2022 before July of 2022? It's tough. I mean, if they've suspended work right now, I, I don't think it does. Um, if you know, if they're just if if they're closing stuff off to you know protect it from the elements while they work inside, yeah, potentially. I think they've got a decent amount of work left to do on this attraction. I mean, but we're a whole year from, from 2022. So, you know, I can see it opening early 2022. I certainly don't think at this point it's going to be open, obviously in time for the 50th anniversary, but I can see it opening, you know, March, April, what what still could be considered winter of 2021, I guess, which would be February, March of 2022. So the next one we got to talk about is Splash Mountain. And I have a theory here, Pete. And again, okay, I'm going to put you under the gun. I'm going to say Splash Mountain never changes. I don't know. I, I think that uh, it's something that's been announced and is still kind of on the calendar. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a time frame for it. Uh, but uh, but I, I think that it's something that, that is going to happen eventually. But but yeah, again, I I I don't think that there's a you know a hard day. Is this going to happen this year? Is this going to happen next year? Probably not. 
And for me, like like I said, I've said this in the past. I mean, if Splash Mountain is offensive to anybody that you know feels strong enough that it needs to be changed, it should be changed. Um, you know, we're not trying to offend anybody. I'm just saying that every day we step away from Splash Mountain renovation is another day that Princess and the Frog is a movie that was released eight years ago, nine years ago, ten years ago, and for Disney's sake, I want to see which what which direction they go because I would hate to see such a classic fall to a movie that right, wrong, or indifferent just has not be, become a Disney classic. So that that that's more my 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 worry. But I mean, we'll see but what happens. Because look at look at Avatar. I mean, how old was Avatar when Pandora opened? You know, so. That's not to say that older intellectual properties can't be successful because I think they can, but I think you're right. I think that the – just the general knowledge of The Princess and the Frog isn't isn't there. The way – I mean Avatar was the top grossing movie of all time and worldwide, yeah. right? Yeah. So Princess and the Frog probably was not. And you know, Princess and the Frog is actually a movie that my wife and I didn't watch until about a year and a half ago. And we, we loved it. It was great, but it – for some reason, it hasn't taken on in the parks, and it's just one of those things where, I guess, like the same thing I said with Moana earlier, and I'm kind of worried with, you know, the move they're making at the Polynesian to make, you know, a Moana-centric area. I want something that's going to stand the test of time. I mean, my wife and I's, you know, first dance, which Pete, you, thank you for playing guitar for, was Elvis Presley can't help falling in love, and what we talked about is we just wanted a classic song that's going to stand the test of time. And I just want Disney to stand the test of time with its attractions, especially one as important as Splash Mountain, which, I mean, when you're a little kid, I mean, how often was that the first attraction you want to do? I feel like for you, it probably was. For me, it was too. I mean, I wanted to put my hands up. Was was and still is my favorite attraction. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, it, it definitely used to be something that's that's going to stand the test of time. And so we'll see. Um Let's let's well, go Epcot. to Epcot. <laughs> Epcot yeah, has got, stood the test of time. We're going to spend a lot of time at Epcot. Uh, so a couple just to hit real quick. Space 220, which is the restaurant next to uh, Mission Space, is done. Uh, they've taken down the construction walls. The sign is still covered. No clue when it's going to open. Disney's given no indication. Uh, same with Harmonious, which is the new show. Obviously, there's no shows anywhere. At, uh, at Walt Disney World right now, so the barges are are in place, but uh, no no telling. And they've they've been testing them, but no telling when that's going to start. Again, we're going to hit a tr- similar trend here. Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, as far as I know, this this area, this expansion area, and the attraction that goes with it are are complete. Uh, when when we were there in September, we got a really good view coming in off the Skyliner from. Uh, from Caribbean Beach to Epcot and the International Gateway back there, and it looked like they had a lot of work left to do. But uh, but it looks like they got it done. So I I expect that this will open very soon. In fact, we're going to hang around back there and hopefully they'll uh, they'll do some soft openings for us uh, this weekend. <laughs> I mean, Pete, put your ear to the ground and just ask. All you have to do is ask. You never know oh, what a the, cast member might do. One of the uh, one of the guys that's coming with me is. Uh, Probably one of the best salesmen that I've ever met. So we'll uh, we'll get him talking to some cast members and we'll see what happens. All right. So what about Spaceship Earth? I know it's going to get reimagineered. What do you think's happening there? 
Well, as far as I know, this has been canceled. Uh, that's not to say that it's never going to happen, but in its current, it's going to be around in its current iteration for for a while now. I think this was a significant expense that Disney just felt like they could do without. All right, so the same thing with the um, United Kingdom redesign and Mary Poppins. Is that going to go the way of the dodo bird? It's extinct now? Yeah, so the, so the, the uh, Cherry Tree Lane expansion and the Mary Poppins attraction, they've both been removed from the Epcot experience at this point. So I would think that they're likely canceled. Could, again, could this come back in some other iteration? Yeah, it potentially could. I mean, it's a good fit there. The World Showcase has a lack of attractions. I don't know that the World Showcase really needs attractions, but there is certainly a lack of attractions there. And so I think Disney's trying to put some stuff into the World Showcase. Obviously, you've got Remy's Ratatouille Adventure going into France. You've got this Mary Poppins dark ride, whatever, going into the United – that was supposed to go into the United Kingdom. So th- they've seen that as an issue. But um, – but yeah, everything everything that I've seen has has pointed to this being canceled. I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here and tell me how you feel about this. So one of my questions for someone that's been at Disney, you know, lately, and you've talked about like how lines, you know, getting into different pavilions and COVID has kind of changed some things. And you brought up a good point when you said you don't know if rides are really necessary in in the world showcase. Do you feel that like putting multiple attractions throughout the World Showcase would actually make the World Showcase more congested in a way that you would not want to spend a lot of time there? I mean, Disney's great at making queues and, you know, hiding them from the general area. But I I just kind of thought about that. Like if there's more demand and more desire to be in the World Showcase than there already is, especially for attractions, how are they going to do that? Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. I mean, look. World Showcase as it is, and and we're talking normal times. We're not talking now, obviously, although it's just as crowded now. World Showcase feels ridiculously crowded. If you go, again, I've been there New Year's Eve and couldn't move. Uh, If you go any holiday in the summertime, I mean, it just, it gets absolutely miserable because of the number of people. So yeah, these attractions are definitely going to bring more people into World Showcase, but you got to remember too that these attractions will act as crowd sinks and that a lot more people will be in these queues or in the attractions pulling them out of World Showcase. So yeah, it may draw more people in, but it's also with something for people to do, meaning they're not out and about in World Showcase. But so, but so my thing, Pete, is just that where do they put them? Like where do they put them in those, in those pavilions? I mean, I guess you can always go – behind the wall to you know just to oh there's plenty there's plenty of room i mean you got to remember that epcot has room what for 13 more countries or 14 more countries or something like that there's plenty of room so you know so maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm off base i mean i might be off base here and it's not a not a good concern i mean because i've been a big proponent of like put rides and put attractions in every single pavilion let's just let's just do it let's find a way to make it happen and we've had episodes about that what will we do in each pavilion I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so again, more at Epcot. Uh, Guards, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Construction has restarted on this, but doubtful that this is going to open until 2022 at this point. Not going to be open in time for uh, 
for the 50th anniversary, but still progressing. I mean, they've Disney's got a lot invested in this to uh, to do anything. The Festival Center, the Festival Center was something that I was pretty excited about. This was supposed to be that huge three-story center behind Spaceship Earth. And uh, it was going to have an observation deck. There was going to be all kinds of stuff in here. I don't think Disney's going to do any of this anymore. I think this is going to be severely scaled back. It's been it's been kind of removed from the Epcot experience. I think what ends up happening here is Disney ends up putting in temporary buildings until they figure out what uh, what they're going to do. So like pop up tents, that kind of stuff. I think I think sits in here because this is where um, what Innovations West was. And uh, now that it's been demolished, I mean, there's there's nothing here, so they got to do something. And so, like this kind of thing actually gets me a little bit sad when thinking about Disney because we know Disney just doesn't most of the time. They don't throw something up, you know, just six months and we're gonna envision this, and the next six months we're gonna make it happen. Like the next thing that Pete's talking about here is gonna be years away, and that's just how Disney operates. And that's the sad thing about 2020 and you know everything that happened is we're probably going to see ourselves a couple years behind what Disney had planned and they're going to have to replan and reimagine near things, which is going to make, it's going to make my heart sad because I really was excited for the 50th and I've said it a thousand times now, but you know, Pete, I mean, you can relate to that. Like there were going to be a lot of cool things that they really had planned out that just are not going to happen. And and one of those, the play pavilion, uh, I, I think that uh, this was a good concept but I don't know that it works in in the current environment that we're in. I mean, you really don't want some place where there's a lot of people gathered in one spot playing together, right? <laughs> so I think work is continuing on this, but I think that they're probably going to reevaluate what uh, what goes in here and and what what the kind of concept is behind this. And then finally at Epcot, uh, Moana Journey of Water, which uh, which is supposed to be like a water maze is no longer expected to open in 2021. Disney's been weird about this. It kind of got confirmed that it was still on, but then got kind of removed. And and so there's the expectation is that this is still going to happen. Just not really sure when it's actually going to be built and open. So this is one I did not really know much about. And I mean, I guess it's easy to, you know, have something you weren't really aware of not happen. But the fact that, you know, it's on our list means it was important. So um, the big thing that I want to talk about is in Hollywood Studios, Pete. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser coming in 2021 to not a theater near you, but a theme park, hopefully semi-close to you. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is exciting, right? It, uh well, I, I say that it's exciting, but here's the thing. I mean, this is this is not going to be for your average family of four that, that goes to Disney World. Remember, Disney Disney uh, announced the cost of this, and it's $3,000 a person for a two-day experience. So imagine putting a family of four through there. I mean, $12,000? $12, a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And I'm sure that it's going to be insanely detailed. I'm sure that it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. 
but but look, this is not going to be a. There's only a hundred rooms or so in this hotel, and at three thousand dollars a person, I mean, you don't really need more than that, right? So, I mean, reservation is going to be difficult. Three thousand dollars a person. I mean, how much were you spending a night at the hotel you were staying at? A lot, a lot less than that. A lot less than that. So just imagine what kind of service you would get if you were paying $3,000 a night. I, yeah, I don't know. How do you even, like, how do you justify that? Like, I feel like you're going to have to be the richest person in the world. Or, like, it's going to be, like, for Kanye West. I mean, he's going to take his new wife there. Him and Kim are getting divorced. You're going to be hanging out with Kanye West. Like, is that worth $3,000? Not for me. But... Probably be a wild time. $3,000. Oh my gosh. But this is like one of the things that I cannot wait to happen because eventually, you know, I'll save enough money in my piggy bank where I can go spend a night there and it's going to be awesome. So, and we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, once this, once this opens and I don't have an exact opening date, but, uh, but yeah, this is something I'm pretty excited about. The good thing is it's 2021. So you have time to save some money. This might hey, not opening, be something Pete takes the soon. family to. Opening soon, right? Now, opening there, soon. there, there is some expectation that if you put, I think maximum occupancy for one of these cabins is five people. And it's it's only like $7,000 if you put five people in it. But I mean, you know, still. So nothing really in Animal Kingdom. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that there's some little things, but uh, nothing, nothing huge, major announced projects. And then just a couple other things, uh, Cirque du Soleil, Drawn to Life, which is supposed to be the new Cirque du Soleil show, I think is scheduled to open next month, either either February or March, I think it's scheduled to open. And um, so there's there's been nothing running Cirque du Soleil. And then Reflections, which is was supposed to be built on the uh, on the grounds of my my favorite ex Disney water park. Uh, has been canceled. And again, this was supposed to be a nature-themed DVC resort, 900 DVC rooms. As far as anyone can tell, they've planted grass over the site, and it's just growing grass right now. Well, that's not promising. No, sir. All right. Well, so Pete, do you got um, trivia and Seeker of the Night lined up? You know, I I don't. And we we probably jumped the gun and started recording before we uh, before we had those. So... In an homage to Tom not being on the episode, this this is going to be our first, I I think, right? Mendu Disney uh, episode without a trivia and a secret. Now I do have a I do have a secret. Okay, if you got a secret, I got a trivia. Okay, okay. We, we I don't know what the trivia question was on the last episode. So, do you want me to go with trivia first, Pete? It looks like you're still searching. Go ahead. All right, trivia question. Longtime listeners of this show probably have a general idea of the first time that Pete went to Disney, I went to Disney, and Tom went to Disney. So the trivia question this week is, what was the first year someone from the Men Do Disney podcast actually went to Walt Disney World? And honestly, I don't know the answer because Pete's older than I am, and I think he went first, but... I know a general time frame of when he could have gone. So, yeah, what's the first year someone from the Mendo Disney podcast went to Walt Disney World? 
That's a good question. I might have to. You have to call your mom and like look in old photo albums because the old photos had the actual date that the the photo was um, printed. So maybe we'll find out that way. But I mean, it's so I'll be, I'll give you guys a hint. It's not me and it's not Tom. So when did Pete first go to Walt Disney World? I don't know. You guys, you guys might have had me beat. I don't know. No, probably not. I'll, I'll give you, I, I, Pete. I was five years old the first time I went to Disney. If that helps you. Okay. Okay. Anyway, let's uh, let's go to Disney's secret of the week, and, and we've probably done this before, but if so, sorry. This is what you get for Tom missing the episode. All right. Although alcohol is now available at every park at Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom was completely off limits to alcohol until Be Our Guest opened in 2012, and until 2016, it was only available during dinner. Until 20 until 2012. If you wanted to drink at uh, Magic Kingdom, you were you were kind of out of luck. <laughs> so <laughs> that's crazy. Twenty twelve, huh? Twenty twelve. Look how far we've come in um, in eight years, nine, almost nine, nine. I guess nine, nine years. Almost nine years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's funny. I hope Tom listens to this episode because we literally got to fifty minutes and we said, "Crap, we don't have anything." So Tom is definitely definitely missed tonight, and. Um, we hope he can back get back on the next episode because we're not going to remember any of the trivia or any of the secrets, and he's going to have to listen and let us know what we said because that that's his job, quite frankly, and he wasn't here tonight. All right. Well, that's all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at WDW Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at mendoww@gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week. <laughs>